Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Are food labels clear enough or do you find them confusing? Can you tell where that hake on the plate really comes from? We were discussing this during the uh, Buying Irish campaign uh, recently on the programme and food labelling was an issue that came up time and time again. Quite a number of listeners actually got in touch with us about it. So would you like to see clearer, maybe more obvious food labelling on the products that you buy, those daily, weekly items that you have in your shopping basket. Give us a shout today if you've had an experience of this recently. Noel is with us on the line in Drogheda. Noel, outline the issue that you had. Sure. Uh, Good afternoon, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Yeah, I was um, shopping about two weeks ago. It was around the time when you were discussing the labelling of food products on your own programme by coincidence and... uh, I went into my local Tesco in Drogheda and uh, I was looking for I was looking to, for something for the dinner that night and I was planning to do a seafood type stir fry. Yeah. So uh, I went to the, the fish area in the Tesco and uh, I picked out some prawns. They were um, cooked and peeled king prawns and there were frozen prawns behind me in a cabinet that clearly were labelled Atlantic prawns. So I didn't want to have to go through the hassle of defrosting. So uh, I wanted fresh prawns. So I picked them up and I looked at the labelling on the front. And um, there was an Irish seafood company were the producers. And uh, I couldn't find anywhere on the label where the, the prawns came from. So I turned them over on the back. It was a 150 gram packet. And uh was it said they were produced for another Irish company based in County Mayo, just on the Atlantic Ocean. So I automatically assumed that they were um, from they were Atlantic prawns. So um, anyway, I brought them home and I still wasn't happy. So there was a contact number. It was a Mayo, an 096 number on the yeah. back. And I phoned them up and uh, I asked them, could they tell me where the prawns came from? And they said that they were only dealing with administration. The quality controller wasn't in that day and they would get back to me. So um, about four days later, they got back to me. And uh, a nice lady for working for the company told me that the prawns were from Vietnam, which I was surprised and shocked because had I known that, I wouldn't have bought them. You know, I had seen... Um, a couple of documentaries on prawns and the way they were farmed in Southeast Asia and other countries and uh, they use a lot of chemicals and um, certainly not healthy, you know. So, okay. so, you, so you, I, you, as I said, I was surprised there was no there was no origin, you know, where the product was from on the label right. anywhere. But you, you, so was, what it did say though was that they were they were produced for a company in Ireland. If I were that right. Um, it said, yeah, produced for, but the, the thing that was deceiving was that the prawns were marinated in chilli and coriander. So, you know, it, it was the company adding the chilli and coriander marinated. Right. Is that why so it was, said... Was it because because they were called Atlantic prawns? Is that why you thought they were... You just assumed they no, were... No, they weren't. It didn't say Atlantic prawns at all. Um, it was other prawns the, the were called Atlantic prawns. The, the frozen ones yeah. uh, in the in the cabinet, 
they said they were Atlantic prawns. And when I looked, you know, at other products by the same company, you know, like smoked salmon, I turned over the packaging and it said farmed in Scotland. Yeah. Or smoked mackerel came from County Clare, the west coast of Ireland. But these prawns, it didn't say anywhere on the package, you know. Okay. Stay with us, Noel, if you don't mind. Shane is on the line as well. Uh, Shane is in Kerry. Um, Have you spotted this, Shane? Uh, Hi, Andrea. Yeah, very much so. Um, I suppose as a pig farmer myself, we've always been aware of, you know, the mass flooding of imported pork into Ireland. Um, And many years I I go into butchers nationwide, especially in the the run-up to Christmas, because you'll have, you know, huge amounts of imported ham coming in. But you see, the, the legislation is clear. What we have is Regulation 1169 of 2011, and that lays down the rules on the provision of food information to the consumer. So it establishes your general principles, requirements and responsibilities governing food information and food labelling. However, it's only um, referring to pre-packed foods. So non-pre-packed foods are foods that are sold without packaging, foods sold, packed on the sales premises at the consumer's request, or foods pre-packed for direct mm. sale. So this is your classic example of you're, you're in a hotel you, um, you're going to the Carvery or you might ask for a full Irish but most of the time it's actually not Irish and this is something that we police in the Irish Farmers Association because Irish pork and bacon is actually traced by DNA so the, the DNA of every single Irish spore in the country is kept on a national database so the IFA can go into supermarkets, restaurants, butchers etc pick up a piece of pork or bacon and find out if it's Irish or not. Mm. And to be fair, Shane, you you do notice that in a lot of the supermarkets. They'll often even have the farmer's photograph. You know, you could see uh, Shane McAuliffe, (laughs) pig farmer in Kerry, pictured on the front of the, you know, uh, on the front of the pork chops or something and people know exactly where it's come from. Yeah, so I'm actually on the packets of of little pork chops myself. But what you'll find in the supermarkets is that when it comes to pork and bacon, um, you'll be looking for the Borbia Quality Assurance label. So it means that the animals have been reared in Ireland. So farms that are Borbia Quality Assured, they meet the recognised international quality management standards. So the ISO 9001, the ISO 22000, etc. And it means that farms have committed to the highest possible standards in terms of food safety, herd health, welfare, environmental protection and traceability. But of course, you won't get any of this if you go into a butcher and you see, you know, pork chops on the shelf with no labels. And the same if you go into a restaurant where there's a carvery. But sure, a lot or, of that chain has just come from, from you know, it, it'll have been done through the abattoir and checked. Well, no, it, it hasn't. In terms of um, um, imported pork, we know there's... Um, oh, for imported, okay. okay. Yeah, so you know that there's much higher um, food miles. We also know, of course, that Irish pork has the lowest carbon footprint in Europe. So if you want to do better for the environment when you're buying your pork, you you look for Irish. But, you know, it's a huge issue. And again, now as we're coming up to Christmas, what we'll find in in butchers nationwide is that there'll be huge amounts of Danish pork coming in, Danish Christmas hams, because it is much, much cheaper. And of course, this year, your average Irish pig farm is losing €400,000. So what should consumers ask ask then, Shane, when they're in the shop? Always ask questions. It's good to ask questions. And I see this when I go to hotels and restaurants. I always ask, where is this pork coming from? And even myself, I, I saw 
um, in a hotel a couple of years ago, I, I knew immediately that that company didn't use Irish pork. And I said it to the to the manager and he actually went out to check the freezer and he found out that it was coming from Germany. So what I would say to consumers is just ask. Ask, Keep be asking. mindful of it. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but in relation to your supermarkets, you know, when you see the Borbia logo on, on any packaging, if it's truly Irish pork or bacon or anything like that, you're guaranteed that it is Irish yeah. and it's, it's committed to the, the highest one, standard. The, the one to look out for, the, the Borbia stamp or the board be a sign on it uh, 53106 is the text line number if you've an experience of this that you want to highlight today on the show uh, Nick is with us as well Nick Lynch from Nick's Fish um, most of the texts coming in today Nick actually from listeners mainly talking about fish and it's not to say that any producer or supermarket not that they're doing anything wrong but that you know sometimes I suppose the marketing around this the labels it can just be a little confusing yeah, I was listening to the first guy about the prawns from Drogheda. Now, I'm not familiar with the exact label or packing, but if you look at the really small print at the back of the product, it can give a catch area. Uh, the catch area for the Northeast Atlantic and for the Mediterranean has to give a um, a subzone, but for the rest of the world, it doesn't. So that's as far as the catch area method of production. The difficulty with... Um, the catch areas is that people actually don't know what the catch area means. I, I've done a little test and I've, I've ne- it's never failed me. I've asked people, where do, they, where do they think the Southeast Atlantic is? Like if, if fish being caught in the Southeast East Atlantic, will that be landed into Dunmore East or Castletown, Bearhaven? Or will it be landed into Durban or Cape Town? And everybody says it's Waterford, Wexford. Yeah. And, uh, that is one of the problems. So there's Hake, for example... In, in pre-packs and um, not all of the hake from particular No, producers, it's not all of them, absolutely. Uh, not all yeah. of it. Now, nobody's doing anything illegal here. This is just uh, a technicality. It's a technicality that suits the, some of the large um, retailers, though. Uh, so the hake will, will come from, the, the product, front of the product will proudly proclaim uh, an Irish producer and packer, yeah, and lovely, and there'll be multiple references to an Irish location. And then at the very back, you'll see uh, this product may have been previously frozen. Now that's that's actually legal. You can you can you can um, you don't have to uh, describe it as being defrosted, even though it has been defrosted. Uh, and also the catch area, you'll find the catch area. The catch area says Southeast Atlantic. It comes from South Africa. Mm. Um, the Atlantic very, is a big place. I think you know sometimes we might go in and look at fish or something like this, and, and once you see any reference at all or the Atlantic. There is the assumption, and I can tell you, Nick, from the texters here, there's the assumption that, as you say, it's been caught, it's been, it's been caught off the coast of Ireland. Uh, like the Southeast Atlantic, Southeast Atlantic starts at the Congo Delta and goes south. So that's where that's how, that's how far south it is. Okay. That's how far south the Southeast Atlantic is. It so starts ju- at the Congo and goes south so, from there. So just clarify when when I go into the supermarket this afternoon, or any of our listeners go in now at lunchtime today, when the product or the label says Irish or produced um, in Ireland. Well, uh, produce, uh, yeah, the produce of Ireland. If you if there's a substantive transformation, if you put a sauce on it, if you do something to it, you can make it Irish. Now I'm only talking about prepacks here. You can make it Irish by um, by adding something to it or cooking so it. So no, it's marinated chilli and garlic prawns there. I believe there. so, yeah. I believe so. No, I'm not familiar with that particular Yeah, okay, instance. no, but I've just by way, of ex- yeah, like, by way of example, I, if, I, if the prawns are marinated in Ireland, then... Yes, well, I've seen a product at one stage. Now, I don't know if they're still doing it, but one of the, one in this case, one that you, it generally had been the German discounters that were the main culprits, but this was an Irish, uh, well-established, long-established supermarket. 
And they had a particular product. It was a wild Atlantic prawn or something they were calling it. And they had a picture of of a map of Ireland and highlighted on the map of Ireland, they highlight the county that the producer comes from. But anybody looking at that would think that, well, the fish came from there too, wouldn't they? But it probably says clearly in the back of the packaging, but I suppose we're all sort of, we all, I think we all fall into the trap of it, don't we? Nobody reads the really, really, really minute detail. Like, I can completely understand how people would be easily, easily misled. Uh, Like, it suits the, it suits the, the, it suits these large retailers that we are easily, easily, easily misled. I mean, you'd have to be. Well, it's not even being misled. It's there, as you say, no. in black and white, and the, oh, it's there, the it's print there. in the no, back of the label. Misled is the wrong word. Misled <laughs> is the wrong word. Um, it's easy to form the wrong impression without doing a thorough investigation. I have to be careful the way I say this. Like I remember the first, this this started with me for maybe ten years ago, where there was storms for about two weeks solid. The mackerel season was closed in Ireland and I walked, I saw a sign on the door of one of the discounters. Fresh mackerel on special. Now, I use a thing called AIS, which tells me what, what boats are at sea and what boats aren't at sea. And there was literally nobody catching mackerel. So I said, how are these guys, get, how are these guys selling fresh mackerel? So that's when I started looking in detail at the labels. And uh, the label would have told me that the mackerel was produced sometime Earlier that earlier that year and defrosted, but at that stage they actually they were allowed put an Irish flag on it as well. Well, I know when I was doing my when I was doing the the food Irish or the eating Irish by an Irish campaign. Um, if, like if you go to the fishmongers or you know in in any of even the supermarkets and you just go to the fish counter or if I go to the fish shop um, and buy fish and I was asking at the time where you know where is the fish from and the salmon is Irish and this is Irish and that's Irish. I did find some of the white fish though. Um, was coming from Norway. Now maybe that's just seasonal, though. It's probably seasonal. Yes, there's, there's like right now there's a tie-up. I don't know if the tie-up scheme is still working. It was working last month. Where say sixty-six or sixty-three boats were being paid not to fish. Now that has created massive problems for the industry, which will will cause imports. So basically, they're paying boats not to fish. To instead of paying them, instead of putting a fuel subsidy, they're having a tie-up scheme to encourage boats well, to pay boats not to fish, basically. Uh, text in from a listener who says most prawns king prawns come from the east farmed in Indonesia Thailand India uh, the product of globalisation most Irish prawns which are not that plentiful are actually exported abroad uh, which Correct, I find yeah, yeah, yeah. quite quite Nor- ironic Nor Vegas are the are Irish prawns According to this listener, uh, another caller has got in touch. I work in a government department and a lot of the food that we use is actually imported. Uh, we're giving all the subsidies to farmers. Why don't we support them more by actually utilising their products? Look, keep the messages coming into us. 53106 is the text line number. I just want to talk to people today who have been in the shops, in their supermarket, picked up products and been somewhat confused by the, the food packaging, by the food labels. Uh, do let us know if it's something that you've experienced. Um, Noel, Shane and Nick Lynch, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Well, if you're at home and you're getting lunch ready this Wednesday afternoon, do you find that, well, first of all, do you know where the food is actually coming from? And do you find the food labels and the products that you've purchased are clear enough 
Are they in any way confusing? It would seem a lot of our texters are fairly confused about where their products, where their food is coming from today. Um, we are joined though on the line, by, well actually 1800 453 106, that's the number if you want to give us a call this afternoon if it's uh, something that you find confusing when you're doing your weekly shop. Kieran Rumley is the Executive Director at Love Irish Food and Kieran is with us on the programme today. Kieran, is this a common complaint, um, people confused about food labelling? Um, not terribly common, Andrea. Good afternoon to you, by the way. Yeah. Um, shopping isn't what you might call a, a, a pleasant experience for a lot of people. It's oftentimes rushed. And remember that in a typical multiple store, a shopper can be faced with about 20, 25,000 different product items to decide on when purchasing. So it's confusing at the best of times. But the legislation around it is is quite specific. I'm no legal expert. But just listening to some of your earlier contributors there, um, you could be forgiven for any potential confusion that might be there in, in terms of um, of, of shoppers mm. uh, when they pick up a, a pack and have a look at it and see varying comments or attributions as to provenance. Uh, for example, a name or a business name or address of, of a business operator isn't uh, isn't typically uh, an indicator of origin. Um, whereas if it says made in or produced in or product of, yeah, that is very specifically uh, attributing origin. You know, be, below that, then there are lots of other things like, like um, your, your, your. Was it uh, Nick was talking about her? One of your early contributors about packed in or produced for. Yes, yeah, that, no. like that. That's not an indicator of origin. So just explain that for people, because I think, well, like according to the, the text coming in from our listeners today, Kieran, that is where a lot of the confusion lies. Yeah, I like once again, if it says categorically made in, produced in, or product of, right? That's very categoric. Anything such as packed in or produced for. Produced for could be uh, if I'm the brand owner and uh, I get somebody um, in, say, the UK to pack it for me. That's produced for. Um, uh, If, if, for example, it says... Um, it uses a generic name like Yorkshire puddings. That doesn't mean it's produced in Yorkshire, mm. you know. Um, so that's not an indicator. Uh, and sometimes, um, you know, uh, if I use a geographic name like a range of mountains or or, or a province, or, or a province, that's not necessarily legally binding either in terms of origin. No, and you you might often see in some products, you know, uh, t- typically maybe an, an Irish associated surname, but doesn't necessarily mean the product is Irish. No, not remotely. Uh, and I think that's where you have to, invariably you have to look at the back of the pack uh, to find, you know, the made in produced uh, in uh, uh, designation. So produced um, for just means that a produced- supermarket has got a company to produce X product for them doesn't mean or, or equally a, a, a company themselves got another company to produce for them yeah. typically your your frozen prawns earlier on are, are a good example of that so just go back to the frozen prawns because the fish seems to be the one that's causing a lot of confusion for, for texters uh, here today um, the frozen prawns that come from Norway or Thailand or wherever they come yeah. from if those prawns come into Ireland frozen we defrost yeah. them 
I put chilli and garlic and the whole lot on them, package uh, them up as Gilligan's prawns. I can say they're uh, produced in Ireland. You can. You but, can but say that. But you can say that. And indeed they do, if they come from Thailand or wherever it is in the Far East. But if the principal ingredients is more than 50%, so and in 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 that case it would be the principal ingredient prawns would be far greater than the sauce, and um, then it's got to specify the origin of the of the product. So if the principal so product is so if if, if the if principal ingredient of the product is fifty percent is greater fifty percent or greater, then you can then say it's Irish. Say it. Yeah, yeah, and equally say say the prawns uh, 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 and even if they weren't didn't have a sauce, carried the Irish flag on it, right? A, a symbol like that. Now that is. Utterly misleading, uh, and and uh, is is a, a very strong breach of of um, packaging legislation. So, if you want to ensure that it is Irish, you're looking for the the board. You're looking BA. for yeah. You're looking for either the board B attribution, or indeed the Love Irish Food attribution, <laughs> because we insist that the product is produced in Ireland and uses only available local ingredients where they are available. Okay. Clearly, you you don't have cocoa or tea, you know, grown here, but that product is mm. actually produced here and uh, is added value here. So you look for either Borbia, the Love Irish Food, or indeed the words made in, produced in, or product of. And that must mean then that it is actually produced here. Guaranteed Irish. That's uh, another gu- one we commonly see. Uh, well, Guaranteed Irish is is a symbol. Um, it, it is so like uh, Love Irish Food, uh, but you need to talk to Guaranteed Irish. I, I'm assuming they're using the same standards that Love Irish Food was. Is that it's got to be produced in the Republic of Ireland and use local ingredients? I'm, I'm not too sure about, about the latter point, but um, I, 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 I assume okay. that uh, they would require that. Just an interesting text in here from Ivan. Like, and, and it, it is it's fascinating. Some of the comments around the the really kind of common products that probably a lot of people purchase stuff. People talking about tea, talking about. Um, sugar as well is another one that's been suggested. Ivan yeah. has got in touch and he says smoked Irish salmon is yeah. not the same as Irish smoked salmon. The first one is Irish salmon, the latter could be from anywhere. That's that's correct, but the the, the other point to bear in mind is that the only salmon that's, that, to my knowledge, that's produced in Ireland now is organic farmed salmon. Um, clearly, if if it's wild salmon, you're a very lucky person if you can afford it. But if it's farmed salmon, uh, it's invariably going to be produced. Um, uh, it's going to be sourced in either Scotland or Norway. Okay. Uh, John is with us as well here on the line, Kieran. Um, John, you've been listening to this conversation throughout the programme. Yeah. Have, have you experienced this with labels? Well, I suppose my experience has been that if I've gone into a couple of businesses and cafes and they have a sign that says uh, may contain, all products will contain nuts or may contain nuts, it kind of excludes somebody with an allergy then. And you're kind of looking at the counter and you're seeing things like cupcakes or sausage rolls or things. And it's just, I think it's a bit nuclear in terms of the labelling and it can exclude people with allergies sometimes. Okay. 
So the, the the line that we'd commonly see maybe in a menu or sometimes they might have a little asterisk, asterisk beside certain yeah. items and you look down the bottom and you know it'll have one, two, three and it'll say yeah. nuts and soy and something else. So yeah, you, no, exactly that kind of a thing, but it's just an over-labeling. Now, I know how serious, trust me, I know how serious a nut allergy is, but it's one of those things where you kind of go in somewhere and you just think it's completely over overdone, you know? I suppose they have to, though, I, I, I imagine, for um, customers, you know, with allergies. Is that not the case? Yeah, but if you, it, there, I do think there are sometimes smaller kitchens where they have to, you know, there, there are nuts on site, whatever, and they have to cover themselves. But sometimes when it just says absolutely everything, and there's there's things that clearly don't have nuts in them, it just can be frustrating. Okay. And it makes you think that there's less that you can eat or access rather than, you know, I don't think it's particularly inclusive. Okay, okay. Is, is that a fair point, Kieran? Um, I suppose I'm, I'm no restaurateur, but if I'm working in a small kitchen and taking John's point, uh, I, and uh, I order a, a fish dish and, uh, the, you know, there's no evidence of, of nuts in it. But mm. if the guy, if, if the chef uh, had previously been working on some dessert with nuts on it and hadn't washed his hands properly and, and picked up the fish... Now you're in big trouble, you know, if you have an acute nut uh, uh, allergy. Um, so, in terms of how you might react, so uh, like it is. I mean, for 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 chefs and kitchens and the like, it's all all of this legislation is very complex and adds an awful lot to their workload, yeah. albeit that it's very necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm interested maybe in hearing, you know, from people uh, today that, look, if, if if you have a food allergy or kids with food allergies, uh, you know, what what is it like going into to restaurants and, and cafes and how complex or how difficult is that? Um, so many brands, according to Lisa, that we think are Irish actually aren't. And I find the label can often be quite um, confusing. It nearly fools us in many ways. It only it only alludes to be Irish, not necessarily that it is. Another texter says, I think another problem with the labels is that they're actually too small to read. Um, they always put them in a place with half where half the writing comes off when you open the packet. Drives me mad. Is that a problem in terms of the text, Kieran? On the labels, the, the the experts in all of this are the FSAI, and they're very clear. There's very clear guidance and legislation on on the font size, but I can completely understand where somebody is coming from if they're buying a, a very small box of of say, uh, I don't know. Um, a, a, a food ingredient, let's mm. say, and you have to have so much, so much detail contained within it. But, uh, you know, you, you, it's, it can be extremely difficult to pick up the small detail, particularly if your eyesight isn't twenty twenty. Um, but I would say, look, look for, as a rule of thumb, look for the words made in, produced in, product of, and, and that way you know it must. Yeah, well, here, here's a text yeah. from a listener, and I don't know, does this help? <laughs> I'm sure it's, uh, it's anecdotal rather than fact, but it's easy to spot the Irish fish or meat, just look for the dearest product. I think that's that's anecdotal. Uh, um, I mean, we're looking at we're looking at the situation here where grocery price inflation is running at nine percent. But uh, these guys, these producers, their their input costs are up by thirty to fifty percent, and and they're in. You know, we, we, the food industry is facing a huge turmoil mm-hmm. as, as we go into the next six months, okay. driven by input costs, energy costs, and everybody at home. 
knows exactly the same situation. Yeah. Another list, uh, listener, Jerry, has got in contact as well and says, what about packed cheese? There's often a very Irish name, but the cheese can actually be from the UK or Northern Ireland. When you look at the circle on the back, is it Irish? Asks Jerry. And this texter says, a major supermarket chain's handmade sandwiches and wraps carrying an Irish flag and produced in Ireland, but with none of, uh, but with non-EU chicken or pork, according to this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.